0: like to draw your attention to inside your prayer books you have a little handout here of upcoming events and of course the website is more up to date but the one i want to draw your attention to the most they're all important but two weeks from tonight we are having our pulpit exchange with third baptist church for mlk shabbat and then on that sunday rabbi beth will be speaking at third baptist church rabbi jonathan I mean Rabbi Jonathan will be speaking. Um, It'll be Rabbi Singer speaking at Third Baptist Church. So please be there and also be here on Friday night. I always wonder what I'm supposed to stay on the first Shabbat of the secular New Year. I don't know if you say Shana, secular tovah. Because there are many different traditions during this time of year. NPR had a whole series on what did different people do. Some people pour dirty water out, other people drag things around the neighborhood. My family, we grew up eating black eyed peas. Now, there are many different things people do, but the main thing that we do is that we really look back on the year, on where we came from on where we are, and we ask ourselves, how did I get here? And there's some people who never really ask themselves how they got here, or why am I doing this? Now, the reason my family ate black-eyed peas is that even though I grew up in Portola Valley, that is a Texas Southern tradition. And my family, they came from Texas. So that's what we did every year. It was considered lucky. And we were not supposed to end up in, in in California here in Portola Valley. This was off course. My great-grandfather was a shoe salesman in Vienna, Austria, and a very good shoe salesman at that. And he made a connection with another shoe salesman in New York who saved them from the Holocaust the moment Hitler entered into Austria. And they were brought over, and he was set up to sell shoes to the East Coast. And then his son, my grandfather, was then set up to be the shoe salesman for the South, based out of Dallas, Texas. And then my father, like all good, Jew- good Jewish sons, eventually became a disappointment because he was not a shoe salesman. Now, it wasn't a disappointment, but they didn't understand that he didn't want to become a shoe salesman. He went to college and then he came out to the school called Stanford to get his PhD in electrical engineering, and it didn't make any sense to them because they figured okay, after this PhD thing, you're going to be a doctor even though you can't prescribe anything. He then stayed. And he worked at a place called Park, where they came up with Ethernet and the mouse and accelerometers and LEDs, and it it didn't make any sense to them. Now, I don't think that his family was trying to hold him back. It was just outside of the pattern of what had existed in my family for generations. And they didn't understand how electrical engineering, on a really tiny level, could help you raise a family or pay to be able to raise a family. And this is not new where a family will continue to repeat a pattern over and over again until eventually one child comes along and says, is this really what I want to be doing? Or why are we doing this? That's exactly where we are in the Torah portion this week. We are reaching the end of Genesis, this Shabbat. And if you look at all of Genesis, it is after pattern after pattern and one of the main patterns you see is sibling rivalry you start with Cain and Abel with Cain killing Abel and then you move on and Abraham finally he has a son and he actually chooses one of his sons over the other son. he chooses Isaac over Ishmael and Ishmael is sent off into the wilderness and then Isaac he has sons he has Jacob and Esau and he is about to give Esau the blessing, but Rebekah, his wife, comes along and teaches Jacob how to trick his father and to steal the blessing because his father is blind and he can't see. And then, Jacob, he also has sons, and Jacob is also deceived. But when Jacob has sons, he chooses Joseph now to be his favorite. And we all know how that works out because then Joseph's brothers send him into slavery. And so finally this week, we're at the very end, and you see Jacob, incredibly old, and he's about to die, and he can no longer see, and he calls Joseph forward, and he wants to give him a blessing, and he wants to give Ephraim and Manasseh, the sons of Joseph, a blessing as well. Now, Ephraim and Manasseh, these two brothers, there's no tension yet. There's no problem so far in this generation. Joseph has not repeated the pattern, and so he brings him forward, and he can't see, and Joseph takes Jacob's hands to bless his sons, and he places right hand on one, left hand on the other, in the order that they're supposed to be blessed. And at that, Jacob switches his hands. And Joseph says, what are you doing? That's the wrong order. And he goes, I know what I'm doing. And he does the same blessing that he tricked his father into doing, that his mother taught him to do. And even though Joseph tries to stop him, he continues Now, I don't think that Jacob is doing this to intentionally cause problems. I don't think he's setting this up to be, you know, we finally have two brothers here. They're not fighting. Let me set them up to fight. I think what's going on here is that there's a certain pattern that he knows. This is how he was trained by his mother. This is what he saw in his father and his grandfather and the generations before that. And he's just repeating what he knows. And we all know this, we see this in our own lives. Where generations before us will continue exactly what happened before them, even though it's as clear as day to us that what's happening is unhealthy and it should stop. And we oftentimes, we beg them to stop. Just like Joseph is begging his father, he goes, what are you doing? Look what happened to you. Look what happened to me. But he continues. And these are the major names that we have in Genesis. But in reality, neither one of them are very powerful. There are two characters here which we don't pay much attention to. And that's Ephraim and Manasseh, these two little boy chicks on the side. They are the ones with all the power. It's the two of them that are really paying attention to what's going on. They're the ones who take the blessing that is being given to them, and they take it only for what it's worth. And they take it as a blessing from their grandfather, but not to the point where it's going to ruin their own relationship where they're going to begin fighting each other. This is why every single Friday night, we bless ourselves by Ephraim and Manasseh. We don't bless ourselves by Jacob or Joseph or any of these people. We bless them because these are the first brothers in all of Genesis that actually get along. I think we actually bless them that I'm blessing my kids to ignore me at times. Because there's times where I'm going to repeat the exact same patterns that I grew up in. And I say, be like a and Manasseh. Do what's healthy, even when I don't even realize what I'm doing is unhealthy. If there's anything that we learn from this week's Parsha, is that begging the generation above us to be different, it doesn't work very well. It's not about asking them to be the change. It's actually about asking ourselves to be the change. About what we do in the present. The past is set we can't change it but we choose what we do here in the present the secular new year it makes all of us look to the past and reflect on what was in 2014 what worked what didn't what grudges we held on to and what we celebrated our power and our success comes from not trying to change our past because 2014 It's behind us. It's gone. We might have repeated those patterns we wished we didn't repeat. Our power comes from what we do here in the present. Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch said, First become a blessing to yourself, that you may be a blessing to others. For all of the book of Genesis, we've been seeing the patriarchs fighting over the blessings from others. But it's not until tonight that we see Ephraim and Manasseh, the brothers, begin to be blessings to themselves. May this Shabbat, the very first Shabbat of 2015, be one where we choose to act in the present and not on the past, to be a blessing for ourselves so that we can be a blessing to others. Shabbat Shalom.